Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising... Now, we're just waiting, uh, Dale, uh, from Wealth Within. He's going to be uh, ringing in uh, very shortly. Um, In fact, I believe that Dale is on line one now. So if you can just pick that up, Si, and go to line, hit line one and hit that. I'll hit that one and... Dale, are you there? I am here, Brett. Oh, how about that, mate? That was good timing. It was really, really good timing. You've, you've had me on the run today. I oh, didn't expect look, to be doing po- the session. Apologise for that. Uh, it's been, well, we've had the, the Federal uh, Minister for Sport and Multicultural Affairs, Kate Lundy, and Senator Lundy, so uh, you got the flick. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I was in the city giving you the flick anyway. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> now, we've got Simon in here with us today. Sam and Beth have uh, deserted me for the day. Oh, well, How are you going, mate? Very, very good, Simon. That's great. Now, Simon was uh, complaining he's got no money, Dale, so how are you going to help him? Ah, oh, look, jeez, I could lend him five bucks if he liked. That would oh, be great, yeah. greatly appreciated. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting. It's, it's a pretty normal story. If you look at the statistics, uh, uh, the majority of Australians can't survive for more than three months. It's actually a statistic that if, if you didn't have a wage, yeah. most most Australians are actually broke because they wouldn't be able to survive more than three months. Mate, I would struggle through three hours, I think. <laughs> there's an old there's an old saying um, for, for a lot of people: they run out of money before they run out of month. Yeah, well, I can yeah, yes, there's, uh, I know I know a few people like that. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people there are a lot of people like that because we're not really taught what I would call life skills. Um, no, and I, I, personally, I think it's something in schools, like start them young in primary school, learning about saving and, and not so much investing, but how to how to save and, and, you know, how to run your life because, you know, you can learn all about maths and trigonometry all you want, but at the end of the day, uh, if you don't know how to save your money, then you're going to be broke. Correct, and that's really where I, I come from, and I know Janine does, and uh, yep. to me, it's it's very, very... Life skills to me are far more important, and I remember when I went out to Deakin Uni, uh, for a little while, and I went, what am I learning? You know, I, I'm not really learning to make a lot of money here or, or be self-sufficient, and that's where I went on my own journey of um, discovering how to become financially successful and independent. And, and you now know, you're a trillionaire, you're laughing. Yeah, I'm a gazillionaire, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, to me it's not... Yeah, and uh, my mum used to teach me uh, something, and she said, Dale Broke's temporary, pause a state of mind. Oh, that's a, that's a good uh, good analogy, that? isn't it? Yeah, broke is temporary, pause a state of mind. And she said, you might be broke from time to time, but as long as your attitude is right, then you'll never, ever be without. And that's right. I mean, I've said to people, I've had journalists say to me, you know, what happens if you lost all your money? I'd go, that's okay, I'll just get it all back. Because broke's not scary to me. I've been there. You know, yeah. um, you know I grew up in, a, in Geelong West in a single-parent home. My dad died at three months old. We were on a pension. You know, yeah. I, I didn't get a new bike till I was 22, and I could buy it for myself. Yep. You know, I was second-hand op shop clothes, the whole lot. So broke to me is not scary. No. What's scary to me is not, not having the ability or the knowledge to be able to create what I needed to. And that's why I went on that path to say, okay, what do I need to learn so that I can always be self-sufficient and not rely on the government? Because there's a lot of people in there late 40s and even into their late 50s that are just really scared of retiring. You know, they just don't have enough money and they're going, how am I going to retire? Because the pension's in existence at best. Just, yeah. Um, and most, the average Australian male's retiring on about 250000 of super. Average female, about 140000 Which is nowhere near enough, is it? Nowhere near enough. If you want to have what they would call, and this is the government term, comfortable retirement, yes. you need around a million dollars. 
Good Lord. Yeah. And, that's, and that, even in that, that's an income of around about $50,000 a year. Yeah, so it's not... Uh, I mean, 50000 would be all right if you had everything paid off and Correct. you weren't living an extravagant lifestyle. Absolutely, and it is quite... I mean, you can live on $50,000 a year in Geelong and have a reasonable lifestyle. It just means you're not going to buy a new car every three or four years. You're mm. not going to do overseas trips all the time. But you're going to be able to eat and live in a comfortable house if everything else is paid off. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that you... you you need to um, be cognizant of. The thing is that you need to start early, and like people like Beth, who's younger, you know, it's, uh, I did a, a research one uh, long, 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 long time ago, and if an 18-year-old put $1,000 in the bank account each year for 10 years, sorry, in the share market for 10 years, $1,000 each year for 10 years, so $10,000 all up, yeah. and then just let it all compound in the share market, by the time they're 65, they would be a millionaire in today's terms. Wow, I better get on to my son and tell him that. That's all I have to do. His, like, his reason will be go, yeah, you put a thousand bucks in a year for me, Dad. <laughs> yeah, and you buy my car and you do this and uh, you do well, that. We've already done that for him, but anyway. Uh, now, the dollar, one about 102, is that down a bit on last week or is it around the same? Uh, it's around the same, it was around dollar and two. It went down a little bit and then uh, we've just seen it come back up a little bit the last couple of days. It was up last night, so it's not too bad. Um, yeah, the Dow was down a little bit yesterday, down about yeah. nine, 19 points, which is, is is nothing, not even a half a sneeze on the Dow. Yeah, and the oil odds about four five, four thousand five hundred. It's interesting, actually. It's had a last week. We had a really, really strong week, and we got up and we closed above that forty five hundred point level last yeah. week, which is that all important level that Blake would have been talking about. And I know Janine used to talk about it. Can I just say, Dale, I heard it go above forty five hundred. I thought of you and Janine straight away. <laughs> thought you'd be dancing around the office, or Janine would be. I think we've been talking about it for three and four years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been that long, because the highest close we'd seen above uh, in the last sort of 18 months to two years is around about, was about 44, 30, 40, 30, 44, 50 in that sort of area. Yeah. Um, and last week we closed at 45, 13. This week we've had what they call an indecisive week, it being it's, if you look at a bar chart, which you can bring up on Comsec or E-Trade or wherever your broker is, yeah. the range of the bar is likely smaller and the open and close are very close together. And that, that shows there's lots of indecision. It looks like um, a little cross. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much what the bar looks like. And that shows a lot of indecision because the market's gone up, it's gone down, but it's about where it started from. Mm. Today we're up a little bit um, and it looks like we might close slightly above where we were last week. If that's the case, that's a really, really good sign. Excellent. Now, the uh, the elections in the U.S. Mm. Uh, next month, I believe. Correct. Uh, oh, they're not too far away, actually, yeah. Yeah, uh, in a few weeks. How, how, will our markets react to whoever gets in? Was it, will it matter one, if one, say, Barack, Barack gets in or um, the other dude? Was it Mitt? Mitt, 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 Mitt Romney or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, to some degree, the answer is sort of yes and no. The, the answer is... Traditionally, the answer would have been yes. I mean, I'm talking historically because we were very aligned to the U.S. Nowadays, about 7% of our trade is with the U.S. So basically, the U.S. is just a blip on our screen um, okay. in terms of having an effect on our market. We, uh, Since Keating floated the dollar back those couple of decades ago, our, our I suppose, reliance on the U.S. or more um, being locked in with the U.S. is just separated and separated and separated. So we're more we're now linked to Asia and Singapore. And oh, that absolutely. Sort of China, yeah. China, Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia, they're, they're our countries that we're more locked into. And Asian countries are... are 
to some degree counter-cyclical to Western economies. They're a little bit different. So they're having peaks and troughs at much different times. And so our market is slowly moving away from that American market and being more affected by China. So, so from a point of view of historically, we might get a little bit of a blip if you know the Obama, Obama doesn't get in. Although the guy that has predicted every every presidential election for the last 30 years is still picking Obama, so oh, okay. he's got it right every time. Um, so the chances are he'll get back in, but really, um, it's not going to make a lot of difference to us. Yeah. Um, it yeah. sounds like it's a, it's a fairly complicated sort of system, the way it all fits together. Oh, it's mind-blowing when you start getting into their system of government and how it works. But um, there's, a, there's a gentleman called, if you want to Google him, he's called Noam Chomsky. Never heard of him. Um, Noam Chomsky is really good little videos on YouTube. This guy, you know, speaking at you know, universities, and he's um, he's one of the, the a big person about their their political system and how I suppose, for want of a better term, how bad it is. It's basically he says after an election, um, when you research people after election, they don't even know what the what the actual uh, policies were of the person that was elected. They've got no idea. It's, so. it's just the marketing. So it's all about who, who, who's got the most amount of money to put the person in the chair. Uh, uh, and, that, and so he's, it's, it's really interesting. As I just Google Noam Chomsky. Don't even have to spell it properly. It'll probably come up. But there's some really interesting videos if you want to understand a little bit about how the, the U.S. Um, political system really doesn't work um, and why it, it's not about what's right. It's about who's got the money. Um, and that's really why our political system is much, much, much better, and our banking system is much better because we're more highly regulated, um, and it is really, really good. One thing I want to say today, I've been reading yes. some stuff. Uh, the, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad filed for bankruptcy. Oh, did he? Yeah. What's, oh, what's his name? Um, yeah, Kiyosaki. Yeah. yeah was, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, one of his companies, one of the companies that actually made him famous, um, actually, is called Learning Annex, and they were instrumental in building his name up and making him do seminars and everything else. Well, but he had an agreement with them, and he's not keeping it. So um, oh. he's been sued, and that company is going is gone into administration. He's got other companies and money, but I saw him speak about 15 years ago in um, in Sydney when I was living up there and just was not impressed at all. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, but other than that, but I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. Absolutely. Yeah, well, so it sound like he'll be coming back. So the books will be in the uh, two hard bin at the uh, the two dollar bin at. Um, Quite possibly. I mean, his books are good, but you only need to read two chapters of each book. Oh, okay. Um, like the Cashflow Quadrant is quite a good book, and the the, the, the actual theory of the quadrant is good because I've read it in other books. Because yep. basically, what Kiyosaki and a lot of these. Um, so supposed financial gurus do is they they take the the learnings of the books that I've talked to Beth about and and I've mentioned on the radio like Richest Man in Babylon, yeah. uh, those sorts of ones. They've taken the philosophies for them and just made them into today's world. So what they're talking about is nothing new. It's it's already been there. But yeah. good book. But that book I think I threw across the room about ten times because oh. I said get on to something else. Oh, fair just, enough. So we have to go. We're heading up towards the news. We've got a couple of uh, things organised. If people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? They can get on our website, wealthwithin.com.au, or they can give us a call and to chat to our friendly people on 1300-742-738. Mate, we'll speak to you next week, and uh, Beth and Sam should be back live in the studio. I look forward to it. Have a good weekend, guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks. You too. Bye. That was Dale Gillum from uh, Wealthwithin. Mate, we're out here. We're going out with a song, a bit of rolling stuff. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, 
Call 1-300-SHARE-TRADE.